HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. We're back, part two. Feral House in the house here at Arts and Seizures. Feral House. That's right. A host with the most you know radio what? They, on the they, radio. They got so much to say, you couldn't compress it. Compress it. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, into 30 minutes. You know, I made that joke already. I know. That's why we're, it's so good. Get it part two. It's always, it's, a rumba, it's always in the way back machine. Right. That's right. Pizza Rumba. Joke back, part two, Electric back, Oogaloo. Back with his uh, back. Sputnik era humor. Back in, in, in fabulous Wait, who uh, sleeps with Mrs. Katz? <laughs> Mr. Katz. And sometimes Mrs. Newspam. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> what are we drinking here? You know, last time you were talking about... Ah, Jim Backus. You know, I got, I got some, I got some bad news for you, Pete. What? Last time you were talking what? about, you were so surprised in Planet of the Apes. Have they got those apes to act? Yes. Cats. How did they, how did cats. They do? The, the, the Broadway. How did they the do Broadway it? play? No, it's, it's actually not real cats. It's just people dressed up like cats. You, that, cats you know, and I've world. kept away from it for all these years, as I figured I'd get I, my allergies would act up. <laughs> oh. Now, now it's my excuse for not going to see cats ever. It's terrible. It sucks. <laughs> Has anyone here seen Cats? I thought you were talking about. I've been to his. I thought you were talking about K A yeah T Z Cats. I said, "What's wrong with Cats?" I'll go to Cats. You have very good hot dogs, you know. In ways, out ways, and through like, ways. Like we're, we're you're back with our friends from her house, Christina Ward, Hello. and 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 the Godfather, Adam Parfrey. Good to see you back here. We're going to be talking about. They're, some they're, they're pushing one of your books now, right? Literary. Is that, what we're talking? Is that why they're here? Come on. Well, we're working. We're going to be working with Mike. <laughs> 
um, you know, it, it's uh, publishing is a long process. Everybody thinks like <laughs> a, a book comes out. It's a long out, process. <laughs> it's, you know, all of a sudden you see a book on a shelf or you That's hear right. somebody Look at talking about it and you're like, right? oh, it's, it's there. You know, it's a long process. What do you say? It's like homework for uh, it's every home, night for a year. For a year. And I'm That's the, just the writing of it, not not the, you know, we got distro, we got editing. What's this book called? Let's promote it right away. What's the book called? Dirty, dirty, dirty. How dirty is it, Mike? Oh, man. If we're any more dirty, I'd be standing behind you. Uh, <laughs> oh, now, wait a minute. Um, Who's your drummer? <laughs> but, so, but I'll tell you what, Grasshopper, that's user I'm, I'm talking to. Really? If there's one thing that publishing teaches us, uh, it is patience. It is patience. You better fucking believe it because it's, you know, by the time I've written the proposal for the I book, thought the medical uh, I think a Dirty, Dirty, Dirty is an patience. example. A book that's a, a, a nonfiction book. It's a sprawling history. covers 50 years requires interviews and research. Um, by the time I get the proposal together, it's six months to write that, just before I begin pitching it to have have a control of, of what's a pretty vast I think subject. you spend too much time with the research, Mike. Yeah, well... If you know uh, what I mean. I'll, I'll, tell, you, I'll tell you what, Daniel... he started when he was like, what, 12? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, right? <That's, laughs> yeah, I was an early bloomer. Um, but by the time I get done with that, by the time we're done pitching it, selling it, getting the contract, and starting a real maybe a year has gone by, takes another year to actually write the book, and at least a year to get it to bring it to market, from the time that I handed my manuscript to the time it's on the shelf... And all things being being normal, right. the glacier-like pace in which the publishing world works. We're not talking these about guys. Are, these guys are lightning, uh, a Blitzkrieg. Well, uh, well funny you mentioned the Blitzkrieg. Funny, my man. Funny <laughs> I mentioned the Blitzkrieg. Blitzkrieg over Kenosha. No, I always tell folks that publishing is hurry up and wait. So there, you know, there's periods of furious activity with long periods of inactivity. So, but Adam knows best because he's the the founder of the brains behind uh. Feral House, and since 1989, um, we've been putting out. Some extraordinary books across all nonfiction genres, and so we're we're pleased to add uh, Mike to the stable. I, I, I have literally a shelf of uh, Feral House books, and um, now that like our friend uh, Josh Allen Friedman, that was I don't know if you see Feral House author, right? Which is, he was, yeah, Times Tales from Times Square. Square. Right, that was right, which was the first, which is a great book about our friend Al Goldstein, Adventures in Screw Magazine. But, you worked for uh, him, right? and I and I published one of, when I was at Backbeat. I did a book with uh, Josh, um, his book um, Tell the Truth Until They Bleed, which I should give you. He um, got some great. Interviews with Lieber and Stoller and some really dirty rock and roll stories. Yeah. Um, really I great, great, guys. great, great stuff. Uh, no, Josh is long term. Hold, the, hold guy, those books but, up um, for the people to see, <laughs> Mike. You might know okay. Nightmare of Ecstasy about Ed Wood, right? That, I know that the, book. The movie was made of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a side note, have you guys been watching the movie, the feud, the TV series feud? Were you watching Betty Family Feud? Betty and John Collins. Betty Davis, John Collins, and John Waters <laughs> got to play William Castle. Okay, okay. <laughs> I read, and I read about William that. Castle. You must be a William Castle fan, right? Of course. And was when it? John Waters, I was happy because I know this must have been his lifelong dream to play William Castle in a movie and there he was talking about it. William Castle who was the king of the gimmick and as anyone knows me knows everything, I, skull. everything I know I've learned from professional right, wrestling the thing I know the, the gimmick the, the, the tangler and the, the first tangler. guy to park an ambulance outside a R movie in case anybody had a heart attack <laughs> so I can, I can tell you that that Mr. Waters is, is a fan of Adam's work and a, a fan of Feral House I bet I bet so he's going to blurb my new book um, has he blurbed? I know we send him Christmas cards, and he sends you a Christmas card every year. Oh, Christmas He's blurbing a book we're putting out on the Coquettes. The Coquettes. You know about that tribe of weirdos? No. I know tell. about okay. that, but tell us. Tell the, tell the people Do listening tell. in Paris They're and in New Caledonia. cross-dressing weirdos from San Francisco, and they had a big show out in New York City, and it was a big influence on Divine and Waters himself. 
And uh, so there hasn't been a book on that, but a woman who is involved with this group is doing a thing. Her name is Fayette Hauser. And so, uh, yeah, it, it was the first of its kind type thing. Fayette Hauser. And, and it's so. titled, the, uh, the book and, of the... Well, I think we're calling it The Cockettes, but it's also, it's one of the those... The Cockettes. The Cockettes. I'm feeling a bit cockettish. It was... And, su- and subtitled... <laughs> I don't know yet. That's this is the publishing. So actually, <laughs> I, I will say this is right in, currently in New York City is a show, and I forgive me, I don't know which museum uh, called Counterculture, which is the Cockettes were very you know forefront at drag of, of drag culture, of mm-hmm. drag theater, of drag costuming, and this idea of the the. Tra- Really taking the idea of not cross-dressing as like just wearing Ed Wood style the Angora sweater to try to look like a woman, but to amplify it from the more theatrical sense to say it's the you know exaggerated expression. Some of them had so beards. It's pretty, and stuff. They did have yeah, beards, I remember so it wasn't about like yeah, looking like women. Per they weren't se. trying to convince you. No, it takes exactly. a real woman to wear a beard. Yeah, right. right. So it, it's it's really you know influential stuff now, especially what RuPaul is like a you know I a saw, household oh, name. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I saw the first. I saw RuPaul's Drag Race for the first time just just the other night. And I, I loved it. Although I really just want to go back and watch the first episode of every season. I don't know if I can really hang out for the whole season. My daughter, my my kids, and, and she, they just, I loved it. Her, all the college kids, they all they they have they have drag race parties and like watch episodes. I mean, I know what snatch game means. Drag race, drag race, yes. <laughs> Which is, is that, and that's actually an old term. I mean, because they did some, they, when the, the drag off, they call them drag races. It's like dressing up like an orangutan like, and pretending that you own Exactly. <laughs> it's competing drag queens. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I, every, and leave it to men to make everything a competition. <laughs> We're very so competitive. You wanted to hear more about yes. Hollywood? Yes. Hollywood. No. Oh, I've got, I've got Hollywood. Hollywood stories. Tell us for about you. growing up in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you a more recent thing. I was involved with a, a movie made by Crispin Glover, who's a Hollywood... Uh, he's a Hollywood, yes. Yeah, mainstream <laughs> maniac. But he did. A, he's doing his own movies. The first one he did is called What Is It? And it stars all these... Um, um, people? People, but these people are Ish. different types of well, people. Well, they could have been apes they, in they, the they, they could have so. been featured in Diane Arbus photos. Ah, real people. Yeah. Yes. Retarded, <laughs> we call them. Yeah. So, so in any case, I had a, 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 a role in that. I played a, a minstrel and then a lover of one of these uh, retarded women in the film. I'm so confused. And that it's a very confusing thing, but you have to see the film I'm not called confused. What Is It? Because I think, you, did, did, did you, did you do it out. in blackface too, I think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so again, transgressive from the word go. Transgressive. And it's funny, you say transgressive. What does that mean for the less literate in the audience as I'm about to challenge you <laughs> directly? It's, on, it's on, bigger on than a microaggression. It means you're aggressive, but from the other side. Of you're things. intersectionally Transgressive. So, what, do you have to wear a dress to do it? You could. So, the idea of like you know transgressive, the way I, linguistically, the way okay. I use it is that so we all have accepted cultural norms, and Feral House, the books we publish, kind of push at the edges of that. Sometimes we do more than push. Sometimes we yell and scream, and we publish things, and we put out ideas that really can be offensive to some people, and people get very angry. But at the same time, in the long arc of history, you know, we put out a book, and then 25 years ago, and now it's it's mainstream. Know, it's mainstream. Well, I'd like so I'd, that's, that's I'd, like, I'd like to think that when you say transgressive, what you mean is you're really forwarding the culture in a way that probably hasn't been seen by the the, the, uh, the status quo. That it's truly subversive and quick. 
making faces at the awkward day table. <laughs> I always make three stooges. They're the serious day table. They're very serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go. Oh, that God. guy's gonna come in here and they clock told, you. They Look told out, me. Christine. They told me. Really I'll good, stick up for you, though. No, I got a good left hook. Oh, I can take him. Michael, Michael. Dude, uh, you want to get on the wrong side of Christina Ward? Trust I, me. He's <laughs> oh, he's going through his wallet now to make sure he has enough oh, money. Dude, they had sex last night. And now, no, he's gonna stick her with the bill. I hope so. Oh, he went home with her last night. Now he's gonna make her pick up brunch. Don't oh. you see what's going on here? Oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad for her. Oh, what a tangled she web. Could, she had the whole drive over from Jersey to figure this out. Listen, we've heard so much bullshit in our lives. Uh, and, uh, and I just want to, you know, no, I want to keep keeping everybody honest because I've heard things that are called progressive, things that are called transgressive, things that are called edgy, one of my least favorite words of all, all Elevated. Time. That's my hated word. Elevated? I hate that um, word. Or, or just... It's punk, you know, as some sort of capital. Are you empowered? To ex- to ex- Are you empowering us, Mike? I'm self-actualizing. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as you have to go to a self-actuary. I need somebody to self-actualize. Self-actuary. That's offensive. Without any self-awareness. That's just pushing the button because the button is there to be pushed. That and I went through this, especially with Heeb magazine that I worked for. Heeb. The hipster Jewish culture magazine, which I left because of a cover. You were offended. I was offended. Uh, seriously, when I'm offended, you better fucking pay attention. Because if I call cut, the people that I fucking worked for, between Larry Flint and Hal Goldstein, if I call cut, you better fucking pay attention. And normally people do. Because you can't believe the shit that we put in that magazine. You know, right now I'd be in jail. You know, times were different. But I'll tell you what, when we were at Hebe and they put on, it was when Mel Gibson's movie, The Passion of the Christ, came out. Um, it is palpably anti-Semitic. I know because I went and I saw it. Uh, though when it, the story in the magazine came out, no one had seen the movie yet. It had not been released, and it had been seriously embargoed. There were no sneak screenings, no no previews, and they jumped on the bag line and said, "We must stop this because it's anti-Semitic." And I said, "That's mob mob rules." And their idea to protest it was to do a photo shoot of the Virgin Mary, the Holy Virgin Mother, uh, with her tits hanging out, and. They got a very lovely model with, with piercings and tattoos and dressed her up basically in a Renaissance Italian kind of uh, tableau. And I said, this is bullshit because what you're doing here is you're making fun of someone's faith. And we don't do that. They said, it's transgressive. I said, it's no, not. it's bullshit. What you are is a bunch of kids playing in a sandbox thinking you're edgy. What you want to do is you want to make fun of intolerance. You want to make fun of, listen, you want to bend over the Pope and shove a marble rye up his ass. I'll be the first in line to put the boot in. But what you're doing is you're making fun of something that you're, you're, we're becoming the thing that we hate in the name of being transgressive. That was all I heard. People started waving their art degrees at me. And I quit the magazine. I was, you know, I, I finished editing Good. the magazine and I walked off it to take my name my name off of it because what you call transgressive, I'm I'm calling uh, you know, punk rock for the sake of being punk rock, and it's not elevating it. In fact, what you're doing is you're really dragging ourselves into the gutter with people we don't like. And I think, well, Adam, you you've written well, there was a, a book a few years ago or um that's right, Jerome, but dig that. Ha- and, having, and, having not contributed to Hebe Magazine very much myself. I, not being Adam, a member of the Adam, tribe. Adam, I know, I'm asking, because Adam, Adam, you know, has written about uh, some of the early satanic Adam. panic, as well mm-hmm. as that kind of reactionary call-out culture, is what the kids call it today. You, and so, uh, an early, As yeah. an early follower of right. Anton LaVey... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we published Anton LaVey's books. Were you in, like, the, the kids' chapter of Anton's... Uh... Not quite, but, yeah. I, uh, this word edgy, though, it makes uh, norms or middle-class people feel comfortable mm-hmm. addressing an issue that is uh, so-called transgressive or too far out or what have you. 
so they call it edgy. And so when I go to a meeting with people who distribute my books and they say, yeah, you do these edgy books. And it's like, I think, God, what a fucker. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want to hit some edgy. Fuck you, edgy. Yeah. Well, that's a, a, my issue is too with Elevated. My books came out on food preservation. And so that's the, and the same consideration is that so all, every food has to be elevated to something. It has what, to be curated. Right. These what days, what so. is wrong with just food? And we should. And by the way, let's you know, plug your new book, which, 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 which is great. Yeah, and preservation will be out soon. And what's this about? It's about food preservation. It's about preservatives. You no, know, canning, dehydration, it's fermentation, about, how to not kill your kinks. friends and neighbors. I wish. Can you call Ray? I'd call them something. The Preservation Society? What's the, what's the kinks? Yeah, the, yeah the, we are the Village Green Preservation Society. I need another thing, Preservation Part 6 or something, yes. when he was really off the... Uh, when he was on the juice. Yeah. Except, except when the kinks met uh, John Wayne Gacy, which would be the Village Green Murder Society. When they collaborated uh-huh. with John Wayne Gacy. No, but it's the idea that... idea of So people... And and again, this is like, you know pop culture and academic culture talking about these ideas that a thing can't just be a thing; it has to yes, be sir. somehow rarefied and then you know small, curated was the word curated. you word peep, you know to 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 be something else, to be more cool, to be more well, you know. I do it's, believe it's, it's the ele- hipster ele- thing. is not really my 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 least favorite word because in the, in the food world, yeah. and I do a lot of food writing. Um, I do like what I consider elevated service, elevated uh, enlightened service, enlightened menu. People who are just a little bit more responsible and a little bit more hip than just pushing forward a bunch of commodity meat and crappy vegetables Whoa. and are a little bit more aware of, of what's on the plate. And that includes the waiters, which is, you know, this is a relatively new thing in the world where the waiters taste the food they're serving and are aware and can talk to you about it. If you have a question, they can answer it. Yeah, but that, that's there. not elevated. That's just common sense. Well, it would be, except it's, it's uh, go, go back 10 years and that was not what was happening. Uh, maybe it was in Milwaukee. Oh, 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 oh. oh well, Milwaukee, the capital of the old fashioned. Right. Which, can I say again? This one sucks. Now, you know what? We got to get we got to get in we, touch with Aaron. Aaron. We got to talk to Aaron. We're we going to talk to Aaron. We're Let's taking you, after this. We're going to take you. I to feel the like doctor. I'm being punished. After this, oh. we I'm being punished by cocktail. Freshen is up right now. Although I have to say, when you said that this was made with brandy, which I don't believe it was, um, the original, original, original. Oh wait, you're questioning our guest was actually made with brandy. It was absolutely yeah, and and the variation is like whiskey or bourbon. Let me tell you, I how, just brandy makes me snaky. Uh, I might have to go punch somebody. I don't think it was brandy. I think he put in too much. Uh, no, no, this well, is brandy. Uh, come on, no, th- Mike, mine is. Mike, you're an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an alcoholic. How could I possibly be? There's no time for the meetings. But, you know, I drank enough brandy as a child to know brandy when I taste it. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you how great Milwaukee is. First of all, we got there. And I was there touring uh, my most recent book, You Are a Complete Disappointment. A great uh, book. With, uh, I bought a copy. With uh, the world's I greatest piano player, Mickey Finn. And uh, yes. Christina Ward uh, came out to see us and brought us for old fashions. But so, I mean, Christina is a great Milwaukee host and so proud of the culture there. And the great thing about Milwaukee, though, all the things that I took away from it is they give you a beer with your Bloody Mary. I've been, this is what I call the airport michelada. For years, <laughs> I've been, okay, I've been ordering because I love a michelada and I order a Bloody Mary and a beer and I drink down the Bloody Mary and I kind of fill it up with beer and it's sort of my, it's much easier than trying to explain to the bartender what I really need for breakfast. And, but the problem is though, sometimes bar, bars in airports only allow one drink per person and it took some pretty fancy, I've never been in that. It took some pretty fancy <laughs> legal, not in some pretty fancy legal double talky wrangling. 
which I learned in Milwaukee to convince him that the beer and the Bloody Mary were actually one thing. They are one There's, thing. You, you were looking for a meta? There yes. it is. It's, and now, next time you come back, is like there's a um, kind of a war going on in the Bloody Mary business in Milwaukee. So now if uh. you go and order a Bloody Mary at certain places, you will get actually a whole fried chicken in it and a cheeseburger uh. as garnish. <laughs> I've, I've seen that in Las Vegas. You know, it's just, they call it Wisconsin skinny for a reason. The, the chicken and waffle in the Bloody Mary. Right. Yeah. We're, nothing exceeds like excess. Well, we are rock and rolling. Once again, that's Christina Ward, and we're sitting here with Adam Parfrey, both from Feral House. Find them at feralhouse.com. Publishers. Literary of, Outlaws. Publishers of, or republishers, we may say, <laughs> of uh, Dirty, Dirty, Dirty by it's, Mike It's Edison. fresh. It's new. It's happening. New, it's you know what, it's today, new, baby. It's the hippest thing out there. Their new prestige uh, a publication. <laughs> Although, uh, when I was at Farrar, Strauss, and Grow, it was, it was called The Lost Leader. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I was at FSG, too. For, for, you were there? You were I, there? Was, I was an I FSG did, author. My, you, when I, back when I was the next big thing. Dude, that was amazing. They used to put me up in these hotels in the Sunset Strip and these boutique Japanese hotels. We're not I, doing I that. I expect the same. Yeah, I expect nothing less. <laughs> from I got a sleeping bag. <laughs> 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 the, uh, do you have a song for us, Mike? Do I have a song for us? I might. We might have a dirty, some dirty blues. Are you ready for some dirty what, blues? What key? I wanna, I wanna, Nothing I, challenging. We got a couple. Mike. We got a couple minutes. Want to like? We have a couple uh, minutes. I want to plug some more, more, up, more awesome like. Feral House stuff because you guys do Draw do great this work. together. Let's hear um, more about. And, there, and there's, there's, there's a reason why I'm proud in, to work uh, with you, and why I literally have a shelf full of your stuff uh, at my house. I love the the, the Grand Guignol book. The theater of Fear and Blood has yes. actually inspired me so much that I've had conversations with people about starting like a theater troupe just put on horror stuff. I mean, I, I, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and it's one of those books that I just sort of stayed out of the shelf because I've been reading the scripts of the old plays too, which is one of my favorite parts of the book. No. Aside from the fact it's artwork and the photographs and the historic. There, there's a, a theater company in San Francisco that actually has restaged them. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. am I right? Yeah, yeah. That's right. I so, need this in my. What life. are they called? Adam, for, do you know for, for, for our listeners out west? I, I. I Okay. Freaking don't know. Well, we'll look right. it up. We'll look well, it up. But for- actually, the kids at home. This is should be like you know, grade school, high schools when they're thinking of spring plays. Instead of doing like you know, hairspray, let's uh, do Grand Guignol plays. Grand and Guignol. I can't pronounce that. Adam teases me all the time. I cannot say that word. How do you say it, Adam? Guignol. Guignol. <laughs> and, you, and you from Wisconsin. Wrong. And there's something that you can't pronounce? I can't. Dude, every, every, every other town I, is like playing the name game. You hear me you talk. Live. I sound like a bounce on a garbage can. I can't pronounce French words. Give me German words. That we can, I can muscle I've, through. I've, I've heard good things about your bounce sauce. Thank you. Yeah, saws all. Saws all. Mike, all right. saws it's been the fastest half hour of the internet today. Thanks again. I just came back from Paris. And, and I met the glorious Chantuza Francois Hardy. who's You met Francois Hardy? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. Ooh, and it was la, la. a fantastic ooh la la. Did indeed. she sing? Yeah, well, she spoke, and uh, also in English. Of course, and she didn't want to do that, but she did. And uh, we're doing her memoir. So vulgar. This is and so it's. I, I'm very. You hear it here first. We're that. doing. You doing the Francois? We're memoir? doing Francois. Yeah, they should have told us this earlier. We always so we bury could, the lead. <laughs> we could have done a few Francois Hardy songs, yeah. which I love. Uh, and we'll get back to it. But we are out of time, and that means you're gonna have to wait to hear my exceptional dirty blues. But we're gonna we're gonna fade out on some blues. All right, Vitor. But I want to thank everybody in Radio Land. Wait, I want to thank our sponsors, Heritage Wait, Mike, and Roberta's. Mike, I want to thank you. You're fast clocking them, Mike. I, I, 
am because, because because I see some some very eager beavers out there in the control room. They're waiting to get a hold of. We're this. getting thumbs up. We're getting right. the bums rush. We're getting, we're getting, we're getting, getting the bums <laughs> rush. We're getting Daniel, and that's why you've been written out of rock history because you couldn't tell the difference around. But all right, once again, the fastest half hour of the internet. Arts and seizures. Please find our friends Christina Ward and Adam Parfrey at FeralHouse.com. They are the best. Please support independent booksellers, and for Christ's sakes, buy them at independent bookstores. Fuck Amazon. Rock and roll. See you next week. Arts and seizures. Mike Edison, Pizza Rumba. See ya. We got the Bushwick Blues, Mike. Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.